Reverend Abraham Meekly, Saver of Souls. Hello, and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time, Chumbawamba. Today, we will be discussing the track Today's Sermon, which is track four off of Chumbawamba's second album, Never Mind the Ballads. Yeah, and it's yeah. a good one. It's, 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 a, a, it's a nice, calm one, which is what I yeah. needed today, because I <laughs> have a very bad headache. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is this is a good song to listen to if you've got a headache. Yeah, maybe not a great song to listen to when you've got a headache. But no, as far but as Chumbawamba tracks go, it's definitely up there. It's inoffensive to my headache. I'm actually. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tell you this. I wanted to wait until we were recording to tell you this. I'm recording by candlelight right now <laughs> because I have a headache. It's very romantic. Like I have the. I know. I'm feeling. I have the. I have the brightness on my monitor like all the way down. Um, and I have two candles. Uh, one is on my left, and one is right in front of me. The one right in front of me smells like mango. <laughs> Ooh! And uh, the one to my left smells like rose petals. <laughs> that sounds like it might make your headache worse. A little bit of scent confusion there. Maybe the rose petal one is very weak, so it's not like it's not too bad. It's not overpowering but... your mango. Yeah, not a very I... festive candle scent. No, it's okay. I I don't buy candles often. These ones are at least six months old. We don't burn candles <laughs> often, to be honest. But you know, they're good to have around when the when the litter box starts to stink or when yeah, you have when, company over. <laughs> when the when the headache hits and you need to record a, a podcast about Chumbawamba, you know. Yeah, but you don't want to have the lights on. This is like top three candle uses. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm actually lowering my carbon my carbon footprint by not using electricity to <laughs> illuminate my home right now, right? That's how that works, right? I'm going to start uh, just recording in all pitch black, and uh, instead of recording into a microphone, I'll get one of those like portable tape uh, recorders, yeah. and I'll just call you on my cell phone, and that's how we'll do this from now on. I'll do you one better. I will start sitting in pitch black and just talking to myself. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what a podcast was up until, like, 15 years ago. It was just, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just something crazy people did, just, like, yeah. rambling to themselves about Chumbawamba. <laughs> like, if if podcasting didn't exist, me and you would have, like, a, a daily meetup or a weekly meetup where we would just, like, hang out and be like, so you listen to that Chumbawamba? Like, like a yeah. book club, but for, for Chumbawamba. Like a book club. <laughs> and then we would all talk about the reason we had for not finishing the uh, the album of the week, and then we would drink mimosas, which is yeah. what television has told me actually goes on at most book clubs. I've never been in a book club, so I don't know, but that honestly sounds great, just drinking mimosas and hanging out with people who like Chumbawamba. Yeah, let's start a book club. The official Chumbawamba book club. Sounds good. Um, okay, so what are the rules of the Chumbawamba uh, club? Like, you know, fight club, first rule of fight club. What are the rules of Chumbawamba club? Uh, of Chumbawamba club, um, you can only talk about Chumbawamba, whereas fight club, you can't talk about fight club. Yeah. Uh, in Chumbawamba, you can only talk about Chumbawamba. If you talk and about then... anything else for a second, if you get derailed like we do, uh, we execute you. Yeah, and then of course and rule two is you only talk about Chumbawamba. <laughs> yeah, and those are the only rules. Yeah, 
Wait, and the third rule is have fun and be yourself. Yeah, I like that. And But by that we mean we only let people for whom talking about nothing but Chumbawamba is themselves into the club. Yeah, so it's just going to be me and you. Because we don't want any fucking posers in our club. That's important. Yeah, no posers allowed. No bullshit, no posers. No bullshit, no posers. Those are the real rules <laughs> of, uh, of Chumbawamba Club. <laughs> and the Chumbawamba Club is just us recording this podcast. <laughs> I, it is slowly dawning on me. That yeah, we just, is... we just came full circle. Horseshoe yeah. theory is real. <laughs> it's... <laughs> All right, so to dive back into today's uh, song that we're discussing, today's song, once again, is today's sermon. And uh, the lyrics in this song, um, pretty fucking good. This is one of the ones, as I said, this is one of the first albums that I listened to by Chumbawamba that wasn't Tub Thumper. And although this song isn't musically that complex or that like revolutionary, the, uh, like the opening lyric, um, though they broke my legs, they gave me a crutch to walk, is... Oh, yeah so fucking tight yeah one of one of like the the better analogies that chumbo mama has made and that shit's like sticks with me especially when you hear like it's so fitting uh even in today's uh political landscape where you hear politicians who like refuse to fix a broken system and then just offer you all these like fucking band-aids to a thing that they broke or they caused and it's it really fucking hits home <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's the first lyric that really jumps out at me too like the way that we in the United States, and probably in every capitalist country, but, you know, I'm speaking from my experience, the way that we in the United States, we don't really fix things. We just throw stopgap solutions on top of problems that, like, might make them easier to navigate, but don't get rid of the things that are causing them. Yeah, like, all these things where it's just like, oh, if you spend more than this amount of money, you can get a tax credit at the end of the year. It's like, that doesn't fucking help me right now. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need a tax credit. I need right. this shit to be regulated or cheaper. It's right. like that fucking, the, the Kamala Harris's uh, student loan forgiveness oh policy, God. which was, uh, you needed to be a Pell Grant recipient who yeah. started a business in a disadvantaged community and manages to keep that business afloat for at least three years. So it's one of those things where, like, you have to, like, fucking jump through hoops to get any sort. And you also have to talk of... to the village elder who's missing an eye and bring them yeah. some rare some rare uh, mineral from the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to hunt ten bears and bring back their... It's like a fetch quest, like... Yeah. I fucking... I, all of these, like, the, the policies that, that Democrats like to propose are just so fucking empty and weak. It's like, yeah, not, not to get back on the Bernie train because this entire song is pretty much about like how like idealizing uh, political figures is bad. But like the reason that Bernie's campaign and things like that hit home so hard to a lot of people is because it's simple. It's not any of these bullshit stopgap measures. It's we need Medicare for all. We need student loan forgiveness for all. And we need marijuana legalization and reparations for all. None of this. Oh, well, if you meet these nine requirements and fill out these four four forms at the end of the year, you might get 20% of what you spent back. It's like, no, like it's a simple solution to a simple fucking problem. That's a problem that was caused by capitalism like like in a perfect world you wouldn't need health insurance at all you would just go to someone who could fix you when you were were sick like a community would provide for one another without the fucking motive of of making a million dollars off of it Mm -hmm. well right you you hit it on the head there just thinking about the way that the bernie sanders campaign is um you know not to sound too idealistic but more than any other campaign in the democratic like 
uh, primary right now, the Sanders campaign is the one that's about actual ideas rather than about look at how likable our candidate is. You know, like, and that's always the way that American, like, election politics go, right? Like, it's always about, like, how likable a person is, how electable they are, how down-to-earth they are. I mean, think back to fucking Barack Obama in 2008. That was literally the entire campaign. It was like, look at how cool and charismatic and, like, he's so young and he's, like, a rock star. Whereas Bernie Sanders is like, I don't... I don't give a fuck about what Bernie Sanders is like as a human being. Like, like he seems like the type of person who would be fine. Like, he seems like a fine person, but I don't actually care about that as much as I care about the fact that he's running on actual, like, plans and ideas rather than fucking get a, get a beer with Elizabeth Warren or go see Hamilton with Pete, <laughs> Mayor Pete's husband or something, you know? Like... <laughs> I'm still going to enter the Four Loco uh, idea in that Liz Warren contest, though, because, like, you know, Liz Warren is real whatever, but I bet it would be a lot of fun to be the person who drank a fucking Four Loco with her. Um, Look, I'm going to bet money that Liz Warren has already drank in a Four Loco, and it was with that, wasn't she accused of, like, sleeping with, like, a 20-something-year-old, like, uh, oh ex-Marine or whatever? <laughs> I'm sure all of that was fucking fake, because it was, like, Jacob That Wall she was who, a dominatrix, like, a, and, yeah. that, and that this guy was posting, like, photos of himself with, like, bruises on his back that were allegedly from Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> there is not a single person alive who's a dominatrix who has not drank a Four Loco. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it's a requirement for the job. I guess you're you're probably right. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it is. It, you know, it's again not to be too much on the Bernie Sanders train because, like, the last thing the last thing the internet needs is another podcast of two white people talking about how great Bernie Sanders is. But like, <laughs> you know, uh, in our country, government and politics and like election is like is like somewhere between like a religion and like a like a cable drama series, you know? People care more about the characters involved than they do the actual things that they're talking about. And that's why the Democratic Party is such like a centrist like non-starter for so many people who want more actual progress. Yeah, as you were saying like once again we will repeat this every episode we do, but like not to be on the Bernie Sanders train. But the the thing <laughs> That's with three times now in this episode, <laughs> the the thing with Bernie Sanders and the reason that I like him, as you had said before, isn't because I like Bernie Sanders because like I don't give a fuck about any politician. If Bernie Sanders died tomorrow and someone else ran in his exact place saying the exact same things that he's saying, I would vote for that person just as easily. Yeah, like and and that's what I wish the Democrats understood is that people like don't give a fuck about. Like, I mean, some people do, but like for the most part, like I, I don't give a fuck how likable someone is, what they do in their free time, if I could have a beer with them, if like the person I hated like the fucking most in this world was running for government and they were like, oh yeah, by the way, like I'm going to make your healthcare free and I'm going to get rid of your student loans and I'm going to make marijuana legal and expunge like criminal records and I'm going to invest money in solar power and all, all these things that Bernie Sanders is running on. That's what I give a shit. That's what a lot of people are coming to give more of a shit about. Yeah. And like, oh, man, I would love to hang out with Barack Obama. He seems really fucking cool or like, yeah, yeah dog shit. Al- I fucking hate although, politics. Although, on the other hand, um, I can understand the enthusiasm that people have when they see things like uh, one of my friends sent me a photo of a house in her neighborhood that had a bunch of Mayor Pete, like, campaign signs on it, and also a Christmas wreath that said, Merry Christmas, Mayor Pete. 
Whoever had that uh, should be sterilized. It made me want to die when I saw it. Like the the people who support Mayor P, I honestly think have like like fucking you know there's um oh god what's it called when like if you hang out with cats too much there's like something in their piss that like can infect your brain and it pretty much just makes you like cats yeah. a lot more I'm pretty yeah. sure there's something like that but with Mayor P like I have a yeah. hard time believing that anyone with an ad- who's an adult who has an IQ over like eleven can look at Mayor Pete for more than a second and be like, yeah, that's a, that's a guy that I would want fucking running the country. Like, Yeah, Mayor Pete's uh, campaign interns, their main job is taking jars of his piss and, like, spritzing it in people's homes. <laughs> uh- <laughs> that's what they do when uh, they do the dance to distract you from the fucking, like, piss yeah. clouds that are yeah, 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 covering yeah. all the events. And his and his piss is actually perfectly clear because all he, all he subsists on is water and cucumbers. <laughs> The only person I know, like, online, in real life, who supports Mayor Pete is this, like, 45-year-old Irish radio DJ that okay. I met on the streets of Rutherford one time and ended up becoming Facebook friends with. That's so he's wild. the only person I know that backs Mayor Pete. And, like, yeah, that's I, the fucking thing. I don't know a single person who's, like, enthusiastic. Maybe that, maybe that says something about the types of people that I tend to be, like, close with. I do not know a single yeah. person who, who is enthusiastic about him and or his campaign or his ideas because like like i i think even like my parents who are not like radical they're not like they're 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 somewhere between like super centrist and like radical right they're somewhere in that middle ground like my dad really likes liz warren fine whatever even my dad is like no mayor pete's a fucking loser like you know yeah i don't get it at all like he's he's not cool he doesn't have good policies. All he does is yeah. run fucking like fundraisers for billionaires. I'm sure you saw those photos that went around of him yeah. fucking at, at Napa Valley at a table oh, yeah. that looks like something out of a fucking fantasy. Yeah. Anyway, everyone who went to that fundraiser should be executed. Not to get too <laughs> radical about it, but like I'm just so fucking sick of this hell world yeah. we live in. Well, I feel I feel like you know there are a lot of like shitty uh, politicians running like in all offices, right? Because the overwhelming majority of politicians are fucking garbage. Yeah, but like, I feel like I feel like Mayor Pete is such a good example of like this kind of thing that Chumbawamba was talking about in today's sermon because I think the only reason he has supporters is because of his personality. And like, I don't know. I'm I don't think his personality is all that appealing either. He seems like a fucking goober, but <laughs> like people like the fact that he's young, people like the fact that he's gay, people like the fact that he is, like, he has that, like, he almost reminds me of of JFK a little bit, and people are, like, stupidly nostalgic for that type of politician. I'm just, like, I don't know. You listen to him talk for more than five minutes, though, and, like, actually analyze anything he's saying, and he has one of two things. He either says some stupid, like, Republican bullshit, or he just talks in circles and doesn't say anything, and yet, like... It seems like so much of the media narrative surrounding this fucking election is about him rather than, like, the three people or the two people who are ahead of him in the polls. Yeah. Right? I don't know what the latest standings are, but I know that, like, Sanders and Warren have been consistently ahead of him, and he and Biden are, like, flip-flopping. So, like, I mean, they're—ugh, whatever. 
to to tie all this Pete Buttigieg talk back into the lyrics is there's a line at the end of the song. I'm going to read a little chunk of it. It's um, now they're collecting tins for your donation. Check credit card facilities available. Government saves stickers and badges on sale. T-shirts and small, medium, large, all at competitive prices. Put a down payment on your place in heaven and buy me another four years, brothers and sisters. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. And if there's no one else in this fucking race, that's the Lord of the dance. It's Mayor Pete. <laughs> Almost had his throne stolen by Mike Bloomberg with that, that sick Bloomberg dance. But I, I want to start a Patreon for the exclusive purpose of offering our patrons who subscribe at like some ridiculously high number, like $100 a month or something, just to offer them uh, an exclusive live video feed of you and I doing the Mayor Pete dance. I think I would rather like lose a finger than do the Mayor Pete dance. They would take a lot of money for me to to do the Mayor Pete dance. What's your price? Name your price. Everyone's got a price, Teddy. At least like five hundred bucks. That would be to do it privately right. for someone to watch. If it's going to be recorded and like put on the internet, at least like two grand. All right, internet. You heard it. You heard it. Yeah. First, we got to make a Patreon. If for some reason our like 50 listeners decide to band together and pay money to watch me do the Mayor Pete dance, then I'll have become a bigger meme than I, I could have ever imagined. And then you would just vaporize. Yeah, I would vape while doing it. And then. Oh, yeah. Would, yeah, you would vape and then just. I would vape bleach. Oh, hear me out. Okay. You would vape and then you would just disappear into the vape cloud. <laughs> Never to be seen from again. I can finally retire with my two thousand dollars. Yeah. Do we know what Mayor Pete's stance on vaping is? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to check into that. He's definitely anti-vaping because he's like a fucking sponge. <laughs> um. The last thing I wanted to uh, point out in the lyrics here, there is uh this fictional like like pastor preacher whatever you want to call him, uh that the one singer is portraying in this song is named Abraham Meekly, which is a reference to Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the quote from the Bible, the book of Matthew, the meek shall inherit the earth, and also Abraham, the biblical figure. And I think it, that's like a f- fun little like subtle detail that they worked in to kind of like drive home this image of the way that uh, for a lot of people, government has like a religious fervor to it, or at least that's the way like government wants us to view it. Yeah, everyone who has a blue check marker on Twitter should be considered their like legal religion is that they vote for the fucking like DNC. <laughs> everyone? I don't know. There's a lot of everyone. a lot of like alt-right people with blue check marks. Everyone. If you're everyone. if you're uh like a blue check mark person who supports the DNC, you're an alt-right person. Like the DNC is an alt-right organization. I'm just going <laughs> to be edgy and put it out there. All right, all right, careful. You're going to cut yourself on all that edge. <laughs> That's fine. The, the The way that they attack progressive politics does more damage than, like, actual outright institutions. Like, the, the horseshoe theory is real, but it's just that all centrists from either side are dog shit. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, rest, in, rest in peace to Europe who lost their election. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, fuck the Tories. Um, I mean, this shit was kind of expected. Um, there's a lot more to this election and to British politics in general than it, it's easy for us feeble-minded Americans to uh, to latch on to. But uh, 
I hope you lose your country. I hope you. I hope Brexit goes through, and then I hope Ireland and all of those countries leave you, and that you're stranded alone in the middle of the ocean as the shitty little island nation you are. It's what you deserve. If you're a leftist from Britain, just like fucking move. But um, if y'all need any tips on uh, how to survive uh in a country that doesn't have socialized healthcare, uh, hit us up. We we both have been people who have been without insurance. Yeah, yeah. It's most most of the. Most of the advice, uh, the advice can be boiled down into like two, two bullet points. I think, uh, one, get very lucky and don't get sick most of the time, and two, when you get sick, just kind of ignore it <laughs> until it goes yeah. away, and count on the fact that you're still young and haven't yet had a major like life-threatening health crisis, and hope that you get health insurance one day. <laughs> You can also, you can buy antibiotics for fish and or other pets online much cheaper than you can buy ones meant for people, and they're the same thing, which is something that I unfortunately know from experience, and uh, it sucks that we live in such a dog shit country that I ever had to consider that. And also, uh, in a lot of cases, um, it is cheaper to, especially if you live in the Northeast like we do, it is cheaper to book a trip to Canada go buy medicine there and then come back than it is to buy medicine in the United States without health insurance. People with diabetes who don't have health insurance do that with insulin all the fucking time. There are like whole caravans. So, yeah. hey, UK UK voters, uh, UK listeners, you're a lot closer to other countries than we are to Canada. You better start yeah, practicing. Yeah, take, take that train to Germany yeah. and uh, pick up some, uh, I don't know, what kind of meds a British person would need. Like tea? <laughs> Herbal tea for your for your uh, yeah for your mind. Oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna make herbal tea uh, prescription only, and Britain's gonna fucking disintegrate. It will. It'll sink into the ocean. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if the one of the effects of climate change was that Britain just like sunk? I don't know cool. if our UK listeners would appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I like our UK listeners, but like you live in a dog shit country. We live in a dog shit country too. If someone talks shit about America, I don't get mad about it, and they shouldn't either. Yeah, well, UK listeners, uh, we're we're thinking of you this week. Yeah, you're in my thoughts and prayers. I fucking was looking at our um our our stats on our on our website, like how many listeners we had, and there were noticeably fewer people who listened last week. <laughs> I'm like, damn, like, like, and, and I looked at like the geography of it and most of the listeners last week were in North America and I'm like, Ugh, damn, I guess we didn't provide the comfort that our UK uh, people needed last week. So, Or I mean, they're, they're too busy riding in the streets or crying about yeah. the election. One yeah. of the two. Well, whatever you ended up doing after, uh, after the election results came in last week, we're thinking of you it, friends. You're valid. You're valid. Thoughts and prayers. Get used to saying that. Get used to saying thoughts and prayers a lot. Yeah. Um, GoFundMe, which is owned or partially owned by some of the Pod Save America people who publicly go against Medicare for All. So it makes you really wonder if they have uh, some deeper motives there. Mm, I love centrists. They're so cool. <laughs> I, if you listen to Pod Save America and you listen to this show, just fucking stop listening to one of them. I don't care. I don't want anyone who listens to Pod Save America listening to this shit. <laughs> Pick your fucking battles. Yeah. You either get to learn about Chumbawamba or you get to be a centrist piece of shit. You don't get to be both. You do not get to be both. That's right. That's that's rule four of Chumbawamba Club. Is <laughs> you can't listen to uh, Pod Save America yeah, or yeah. anything on the crooked media network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
All right. Um, <laughs> God damn it. See, see, I'm not like yelling this week because of my headache, but rest assured, I'm mad. This, this podcast is just being mad. I'm always mad. And like, I don't get enough like outlets for how mad I am. And so this, <laughs> this is a good one. Um, but let's shift gears a little bit. And uh, this, is, this is probably going to be a, be a faster uh, music segment than usual. Because there isn't really like a lot to this song. But I think what's there is done pretty well. It's yeah. uh, folksy, kind of swingy. The bass line reminds me of a slow dance at a hoedown. <laughs> Like I immediately like thought of like uh you know like just like swinging with your with your lady in the in the horse barn you know like the stable that's the word, um, yeah, yeah. As as Dan had mentioned before, um, there's like a, a like a character in this song called the Reverend Abraham Meekly, and the first few lines of the song are like sung by a different vocalist, but the rest of it is pretty much just like not talked over the like the the music but it it's more of like a spoken word than it is like a sung song and yeah. it's pretty much just like the the rant of the the lyrics that we had discussed before and uh, it's some the more sermon. stuff about yeah giving a, a sermon from the the political perspective yeah. so yeah there there's not too much it, it's kind of the the same thing repeated all throughout mm-hmm. it, it, as i said the the first few lines are haunting and the uh yeah the music behind it really does assist in that but not not too much to analyze yeah. here. I gotta say though, the, those first few lines, the uh, "though they broke my legs" line, the melody on that is fucking fantastic, and it's so catchy. I was like humming that to myself all day. Like I listened to this song a few times this morning at work, and then I, you know, I went on and listened to other music the rest of the day. But like that, anytime I wasn't listening to other music, I kept going back to "though they broke my <laughs> legs," you know, like. And like yeah, it's it's one of uh it's one of the catchier melodies I think we've encountered so far. Yeah, they do do they do a very good job of using the little that is here to make it something that is a bit of an earworm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, again, it's another one that I think uh, helps keep the momentum of the album going. Like it, it helps it keep from being too. That's something that Chumbawamba, I'm noticing, like, does, always has an eye on. They always have an eye on, like, keeping the pace of an album, like, nice and steady so it doesn't burn out too quickly. And I appreciate that for a punk band, they're not afraid to delve into these slower songs that kind of set the pace for the the overall thing. All right, Teddy, are you ready to take it down to Chumbawamba versus The People? Dun dun, yes. All right, so uh, this time around, uh, we're going to play a little game again. Um, I, instead of the usual, just uh, making fun of YouTubers for their usernames and uh, channel content, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to read off some comments here, and uh, Teddy's going to guess the source of the comment. And we're gonna keep score. You know, last time we did this, I scored a, I scored five out of, uh, out of ten. So I was five for five. So let's see if you can uh, pull ahead of that, Teddy. Um, okay. So the two sources are um, a couple of different uh, Chumbawamba videos, um, or a couple of different <laughs> a couple. <laughs> God, this is gonna suck so hard. <laughs> a couple of different Blue Lives Matter music videos. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> All right, you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. This first one is from YouTube user Brian Simmons three months ago. I never once had music playing in the background when bad things were happening. I wish clowns would knock that kind of thing off. I'm going to go with Blue Lives Matter there. You are correct. This is from a Blue Lives Matter video called Officer Down, Shots Vired, Police (laughs) Motivation. (laughs) All right. Next up, the Blue Turtle one year ago said, everyone who dislikes is a demon. Gonna go with Blue Lives Matter again. You are correct. Damn, okay. Yes. This is from Blue Lives Matter video, I'm Only Human. You know that song? I'm only human. Someone <laughs> made someone made a fucking, like, someone made a fucking, like, video. I could only watch, like, five seconds of these before I wanted to fucking vomit. Someone made a video to that song, but it was like a remix of the song, of just cops like hanging out and drinking beer and stuff. I was like, this is real weird. Like, why? (laughs) One, why are these cops like getting drunk while they're on the job? And two, why was someone filming it? Is that like a a section of YouTube now? Like, like, uh, like anime music videos was cop music videos? Yeah, no, honestly, and they're called police motivation. If you ever want to fucking lose your mind, if you ever want to fucking lose your mind, just Google the the words or YouTube the words police motivation and you'll fucking want to die. Anyway, um, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Uh, this next one is from YouTube user Sibo59 three months ago. For fuck's sake, read Ayn Rand. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chumbawamba there. Oh, you got it. That's a Chumbawamba yes. video. Uh. That was from the uh <laughs> that was from the YouTube video for Chumbawamba's um the full album of Nevermind the Ballots, that video because the video for this song in particular had no comments on it. See, I knew that was a Chumbawamba one because no one who comments on police videos has ever read before in their life. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, that's good. You're making educated guesses here. That's what I like to see. All right. Uh, this is from YouTube user Rich Banks one month ago. Over a thousand dislikes shows how incredibly brainwashed and morally depraved our country is becoming. Going Blue Lives Matter, baby. Ooh, damn. You got it. Blue Lives Matter. Officer down, shots fired. <laughs> Now, this one, the officer down, shots fired, is a music video of, pol- of like, cops, like, getting shot. It's really wild. Like, and that sounds a, great. And it's, it's a, are you sure it's a pro Blue Lives Matter it's video? It's from the same <laughs> damn YouTube channel as the I'm Only Human one. I guess it's supposed to, I don't know. It, I, I, was, I had the same thought. I was like, is this, is this pro or anti-police? All right, I'm going to start my own Blue Lives Matter YouTube channel, but it's just going to be anti-cop propaganda, but it's going to be called, like, <laughs> Blue Lives Matter, Cop Motivator, uh, like, pray to, pray to your gods, and then it's going to be, like, hey, like, a bunch of cops beat their wives. Like, yeah. hey, the police are a racist institution, and I'm going to brainwash cops that way. So, so, so you got four in a row. Let's see if you can keep the streak going, all right? Uh, this, this one is from YouTube user Jason White, nine months ago, that simply says, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chumbawamba on that it one. It is Chumbawamba, you got it. Five out of five on the, on the comments. I'm gonna give you a bonus point if you can guess what Chumbawamba video it is. Was it... 
the tub thumping baby video. It was not the tub thumping Damn baby it. video. It was a YouTube upload of the song Today's Sermon by none other than Maritza Hafner. <laughs> oh, friend of the show Maritza. Friend of the show Maritza. Maritza, come <laughs> on the show. All right, Teddy. Next up, uh, we're gonna we're gonna play some. We're gonna do some the the image round here. All right, Teddy. I just sent you an image in the Skype chat. Uh, that is either a Facebook cover photo of one of the top fans of the Blue Lives Matter official Facebook page, or someone who likes the uh, fan page for Chumbawamba on Facebook. This is a cover photo of one of those two types of people. And if you could describe what the image looks like, and then make your guess. So the image is like a uh, a filtered photo, and then over it it says, "Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid," and then "If the" is poorly underlined with like a, a paint uh, tool. I'm gonna go with Chumbawamba on this one. This is a Blue Lives Matter top fan. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up. All right, so this the photo that Dan just sent me is what looks like an advertisement for Work Smart Business. Get it now at Amazon, which I assume is uh, like a pyramid scheme of some sort. It does have 54 five-star reviews, so who knows? And it's the number one bestseller um, in customer relations. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to go Chumbawamba on this one. This is Chumbawamba. Very yes. good. Some, some real lib shit there. <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> <laughs> this is an image of a, a fairy of some sort which would, with what looks like peacock feathers coming out of uh, her head. It says, I fall, I rise, I make mistakes, I live, I learn. I've been hurt, but I'm alive. I'm human, but I'm not perfect, but I'm thankful. I'm going to go Chumbawamba again. This is Blue Lives Matter. Damn it! <laughs> The images are much harder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of Chumbawamba fans are baby boomers, and I feel like shit like this just kind of blurs the line between yeah motivational baby boomer bullshit and Blue Lives Matter baby boomer bullshit. Yeah. All right. We got two more here to keep it rolling. Uh, and the next one is in the Skype chat. This this one is a dog bone-shaped dog tag that says, Oh, shit, I'm lost. Please call my mom. She is ugly crying. Dot, 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 dot. Really ugly crying. I'm going to go Chumbawamba on this one. This is Blue Lives Matter. Damn it. (laughs) I mean, you know how much people who like cops love their, like, shitty, like, purebred animals. So, come on. That's true, but I I figured so would a Chumbawamba fan. That's that's fair. But uh, no cigar on this one. All right. And the final image. These are a bunch of syringes filled with a brown substance that are labeled as Nutella. <laughs> I gotta go Chumbawamba. You are correct. And nice. I, I, I want to tell you that that one was a little bit of a trick question because it is not actually from a fan of Chumbawamba. It is from that Chumbawamba fan page itself. <laughs> Oh, we got to overthrow that page. Yeah, well, see, Chumbawamba used to have a Facebook page that was like that was like the official Chumbawamba page, but it said Chumbawamba new album and tour on it, <laughs> like long after they broke <laughs> up. And this one, it, it, like that one's gone. So now it's just 
now it's just this like clearly fan-made one that doesn't even have a custom url it has like the word chumbawamba dash and then like you know the 20 digit like user id or whatever so that's it for chumbawamba versus the people uh teddy your score is seven three you got seven and you missed three so you are in the lead in our uh, in it. our now ongoing game, but it's a, it's a small <laughs> lead. You're only ahead by two. Eh, I'll take it. All right. So now that we've uh, now that we've gotten that bullshit out of the way, <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts to share about the song today's sermon? For what it is, the song is really catchy. It's uh, kind of serves as a way to break up the album, as you had said before. But it still does hit you with a bunch of really fucking good lines, and uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. How about you? I'm I'm in the same boat. I don't know that this would be one that I would like repeatedly listen to. Like it doesn't I feel like knowing my music tastes, I could get tired of this one real fast, but it's it's good and I like it in the context of the whole album. I really like listening to albums in general, like um so I like when I listen to an album and I hear a song and I'm like that works best when I'm listening to the whole album. So I like it in that way. It's a good one and the lyrics are chef's kiss some of the best that we've uh encountered from chumbawamba so far their lyrical their lyrical like like prowess is so strong on this album in general you know like i think you know pictures of starving children had a lot of really good record um really good lyrics on it but this album is like takes that lyrical like ability and doubles it and i'm really vibing with that so far yeah what what this one uh not lacks in uh, the instrumentation because it's definitely a solid album. It's not as good in my personal opinion as the first one. Mm-hmm. It does really make up for with the lyrics and the the fact that some of this shit really still cuts cuts deep and hits home uh, over thirty years later. Yeah. And damn, what would you give this if you had to uh, to rate it? If I had to rate it, I would say that this song is a four. But like Mayor Pete, it's a strong four. <laughs> what about you? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give it um a six out of nine Nutella injecto injectors. That's <laughs> how many there are. I just counted. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've injected six of them, and you're saving the other three for later. Yeah, that's my uh, my breakfast. <laughs> if you shot up Nutella, you would probably die immediately. I don't want to think about that. Why are you just repeatedly sending me that fucking monkey <laughs> on the Skype chat? I love that monkey. <laughs> My notifications have been going wild and my computer <laughs> is lagging with how many gifts there are in the, in the Skype chat. That's <laughs> not my fault. It's God's fault. All right, monkey boy, you want to take us down to the leftism of the week? So today on leftism of the week, we're going to be discussing Unite Here Local 11. Unite Here Local 11 is a union um, based out of uh, Southern California. It is part of the larger Unite Here union, and the reason that it is important, well, not the reason it's important, but the reason that you may have heard of it is due to uh, their demands, a Democratic debate was almost postponed recently. The debate is going to take place this Thursday, December 19th, and as of, uh, I believe it was this morning, um, so a day ago by the time you listen to this, um, they had reached a settlement. to uh like finalize the labor labor dispute but so originally um candidates from the democratic party were going to uh turn down participating in this debate 
um, to not cross the picket line. So the Unite Here uh, Local 11 is a, a union that represents over 30,000 workers employed in hotels, restaurants, airports, sports arenas, convention centers throughout Southern California and Arizona. Members of Unite Here Local 11 joined together to fight for improved living standards and working conditions. As I said, they're a local affiliate of Unite Here, international labor union that represents uh, 27, or sorry, 270,000 working people across North America. So they were striking at um it was the uh Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles and uh first Elizabeth Warren and then Bernie Sanders and then the rest of the Democratic uh candidates uh slowly trickled in with their support that they would not be participating in this debate until um, an agreement had been reached with the union. So the union agreement that was reached uh, includes a 25% increase in compensation, 50% drop in healthcare costs, and an increase in job security. So good for them. Congratulations on winning the fight. Um, something to make note of here is that the candidates that weighed in, as I said, all of them did weigh in. It does point out, though, that um, Cory Booker and uh, uh, Julian Castro did go ahead and uh, announce their support for this, but don't qualify for this debate. So thank fucking God I don't have to look at Cory Booker's stupid face any longer on television. <laughs> but So this debate is going to go ahead as scheduled uh, this Thursday due to the fact that uh, this agreement was reached. Something that isn't going to be discussed as openly um, as this win, which is something that uh, the union fought hard for, is the fact that this debate was originally supposed to be held at the University of California, Los Angeles, but was moved due to another uh, labor dispute. So although it is great that this union that uh, represents the workers of the location is now at got their demands um they did completely abandon a previous uh location due to the fact that there was an ongoing labor dispute they claim it's because they wanted to respect it and not like go ahead and, and cross the picket line by having the debate there but it really sounds like it was just easier for them to move to avoid any sort of uh like publicity involving this. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for that labor union, that's going to be um, at UCLA, which was originally supposed to be the uh, location of this debate. And that's local 3299 is the uh, union that is ongoing a labor dispute with UCLA. Good for Unite Here Local 11 for getting what they want. Good on all the politicians for backing these... Uh, Workers and not crossing the pickup line. Bad on the DNC for just kind of scrapping the first location and not making a bigger stink out of the fact that they couldn't have it there because of an ongoing labor mm -hmm. dispute. Yeah. So we'll include links both to the article about this. Um, I'm looking at one from Vox. And then to Unite Here 11 and to uh, local 3299's uh, webpages in the comments or the yeah. show description. Yeah, I think uh, what I find cool about this is the fact that the DNC did not make a big stink out of the original uh, labor union dispute um, and just kind of tried to brush it under the rug almost makes me like it. I think it's pretty telling about like where their priorities lie. But I think having people who are more left leaning in the race to explicitly say, no, we are not crossing this picket line made it into 
an actual conversation instead of something that just got brushed under the rug, you know? Bernie Sanders and, you know, credit words too, Elizabeth Warren were both, like, immediate, like, on top of that, like, sending out messages like, we are not going to do this. So, I don't know. I think it's cool that even in a race so filled with uh, centrism, the fact that we have more left-leaning people in it helps lean the entire race to the left a little bit. Yeah, really helps pull, push that window farther. Yeah. As I said, it, it still does feel a little shitty that they kind of completely abandoned the yeah. first location, which I get that you don't want to cross the picket line by having the event there, but I didn't hear anything about the original dispute, and I did hear about this once uh, the politicians yeah. made like posts uh, saying that they wouldn't cross the picket line. So it feels just the, the slightest bit ingenuine, but uh, yeah. it's politics, baby. Well, I wonder, you know, it makes me wonder, like, if this race was filled with, like, like a bunch of Mayor Pete's and Cory Booker's and and no one else, like no one more left leading than that. Would the more centrist people have been have felt motivated to make a statement about it if these other candidates hadn't first? Absolutely not. There, there's no way in hell that if Bernie and Liz Warren did not back out of this that anyone else would have made a fucking stink about it. And the only reason that they didn't go ahead and do it is because they knew that by not being at this debate and by having to address the fact that the two front-running candidates were not there due to a labor dispute would absolutely fucking butcher them in the press. Which makes me wish they they kind of did go ahead and do it. I was really (laughs) hoping for that. Because when you had originally brought this to my attention, the only three who had announced that they wouldn't be doing it were Liz Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Andrew Yang. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was still on track to uh, to participate. I think uh, they, they kind of trickled in realizing, like, oh, shit, this is something that I could make a stink over on Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. pretend I give a shit about unions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I do like the alternate timeline that we could have had where, like, all the other candidates, like, got destroyed in the polls because of crossing a picket line and and then the last three people that we had left to pick from were bernie sanders elizabeth warren and of course our uh, hometown favorite the yang gang um (laughs) i think that would have been pretty great (laughs) if i had to watch a debate that was just joe biden tom steyer mayor (laughs) p and amy klobuchar i would gouge my fucking eyes out the the drinking game for that debate would be take a shot of bleach and then just yeah. lie down. <laughs> <laughs> just take a fucking nine millimeter shot. <laughs> just end it. Just 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 make it fucking stop, please. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The music you heard in this episode was the song Today's Sermon by Chumbawamba from their second album, Nevermind the Ballots. We do not have the rights to that song, but this is kind of like a, you know, comb see, comb saw, fair use situation, you know what I mean? Don't ask questions. We've been getting away with it for like three months now, and we're, we intend to continue. If you like the show, please feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, a follow on Spotify, uh, you know, what have you on your podcasting app of choice, and tell your friends about us. If you want to tell us any thoughts you have about the show, please feel free to email us at chumbologypod at gmail.com. 
or hit us up on Twitter at Chumbology Rocks. You can also find us on our website, chumbology.rocks. That's C-H-U-M-B-O-L-O-G-Y dot R-O-C-K-S.